Yes, episode 93 of Griff's Brain Dive is me, Griff, obviously. It's, um, what day is it? Sunday, 4th of November. It's my brother's birthday. I haven't spoke to him yet because I'm a rubbish sibling. I tried calling him, but um, didn't connect. So as it didn't connect, I, uh, I didn't try again. And that's how you express your love between two men who are related. I mean, if you're not related, then hey, bang away. It's not my business. And what we... <laughs> What I've got to talk about this week. There's a few stuff's happening in the news and that. Um, well, I know what, I've missed all the major stories. It's just all been that kind of fringe news that I kind of like picking up on. You know, we had Halloween um, this week. Um, if you're if you're from like an ethnic background, you may not know it was Halloween this week. You see, because you grew up more likely in a household where you had the equivalent of the Halloween Grinch, which is your mother. See, Christmas Grinch, they come, ruin Christmas, but Halloween, that's your mum. Your mum will come and do that. Now, most of our Halloweens were spent, you know, being on the parental side of it. Now hearing the door knock, and the adults go, don't answer that door. Because here, there's kids talking, I think they're inside. I can hear them talking. They're inside. Knock again. They're... Oh. You know, I was, they used to hurt my feelings as a kid because I, I used to want to be outside with them trick-or-treating. And then you get to about 11 or 12 and you're, you're just walking past your front door. Like, my our front door was glass as well, so you could see people with doors. We didn't even try to hide. Lights switched on. I pressed my face against the glass see that there's people there who are in outfits nah just walk to the living room <laughs> became a halloween grinch now just you know just slowly learn to transfer that to all holidays christmas easter your birthday birth of your kids hey that matter just kill the joy but um one of the stories that came out over halloween was a girl five given ecstasy pills in Halloween trick-or-treat, a mother was left horrified after a five-year-old daughter was given a bag of suspected ecstasy pills while trick-or-treating on Halloween. Now, first thoughts, ecstasy is more expensive than sweets, so that's wild. Uh, two, not the best uh, distribution channels, a five-year-old child, so if you're trying to push your drugs to the street, don't think other five-year-olds are the ones you want to be giving the drugs to, you know? I mean... Then if this girl was probably robbed the ecstasy of someone, because these kids are sneaky nowadays. I don't know. We need to probably investigate her. You know, isn't it just a perfect ruse? Mummy, I just found the ecstasy in my bag. I don't know how it got there. So, I mean, I just don't think that works as a defence for possession of drugs. I don't know how they got into the bag, officer. don't know how they got into the bag. You know? But, um... Amy Dixon, 34, said she feared young Lexi May um, could have died if she had eaten the pink tablets marked with Superman logo, which she found among her haul of goodies on Wednesday night. Including a haul of goodies was weed, heroin, no, I've, I've, <laughs> I've added that. Um, as she tipped the pills out on the kitchen counter, the mum of four um, had to stop had to stop her excited little girl from grabbing them and putting them in her mouth. She was like, no, let go of these, Lexi, mate. These are mine. <laughs> you know, Amy Dick says, like, free ecstasy. I, I, I think that's what it is. 
She had the ecstasy. Police come around. Like, What's this? They were in my daughter's trick or treat. Yeah, that's what happens. So why are they in your handbag, uh, Miss Dixon? Because um, I was coming to the station to to give them in. Okay. All right, but so if we give you blood tests, you won't have any of these in your system. I mean, I've been handing them all day, so maybe. Anyway, um, I should be saving all these ad-libbing for dear Deirdre. Uh, where we missed Dixon rushed to the nearest police station, still dressed in a Halloween um, skeleton onesie. Yeah, vital detail there. Where officers told her they strongly suspected the bag did indeed contain potentially lethal Class A rave drugs. She had always taught, I've always taught my kids to share, but what would have happened if she had shared these? She would have become the most popular girl in class. Man, fuck these Harry bows. Fucking Lexi May's got ecstasy. Um, I could have had four little bodies in intensive care or even body bags. Every single possible situation has gone through my mind. It's so lucky I found them when I did. Miss Dixon's partner, Mark Richardson, had taken Lexi May and her siblings, Lucy Ray. All right, stop that. Um, to Callum 10 and 13-year-old Greg trick-or-treating near their home in Shymore, North Tyneside. Oh, where she stayed at home to Kook. I've got to say Kook because they're near Sunderland. And Northumbria um, Police, I mean, uh, New, uh, Newcastle, Northumbria Police spokesman said the incident was extremely concerning and it was being investigated by officers. And now that is kind of mad though. Jokes aside, you can't be just dishing out ecstasy to children. It's all kind of mad. Um, <laughs> I don't know. But Halloween, I wasn't into it too much, so that's cool. What else has happened uh, this week? I haven't even spoken about my week, have I? How unself-indulgent. My own podcast, I haven't spoken about my week. How's my week? Yeah, cheers, you asked, guys. Well, my week was fun. Um, a week that I didn't have any... I only had one gig booked, which was on Monday at Hoopla Comedy down in London Bridge, which was fun. Nice room. Um, tried out some new stuff. Didn't go too well, but didn't go badly. It's whatever. That was it. I was done with gigs that week. I'm just going to chill out for the rest of the week. Because what was I doing on Tuesday? I felt like I was busy on Tuesday, but maybe I wasn't. Well, I didn't gig on Tuesday. I didn't gig on Wednesday. And then Thursday, went to the United Colors of Comedy Halloween special. That was fun. That was actually really fun. Um, and then on Friday, did a gig with the Joke Club um, as a warm-up for the two... 291 Club in Hackney Empire on Friday. Get your tickets. If you want a discount code, you can message me um, for that. I just can't publicise the code or the link. I can't put that on social media. But if you want it from me, I can give it to you. I can get you £15 tickets and stuff. So, yeah, you can do that. Just come in. I've got the hook. I've got the plug. So, yeah, it's going to be me at the Hackney Empire. It's going to be good. No, but, but that gig went really well. I got some nice career advice from uh, Mr. Miles Crawford. Um, some really good career advice. So, yeah, man, it was a good gig. You know, throughout the week, just stuff just got um, booked up. So this has been recorded on Sunday in the late afternoon. This evening, I'm going to be appearing on BBC Radio London with uh, Dutton Adebayo. <clears throat> on, yeah, so BBC Radio London. I'm not sure if that's 94.9 FM. You can catch that on. So if you listen to this on Sunday, you can catch me on there from 8 till 10. I'll be on the show. Not sure exactly what I'm going to have to do, but um, I'm going to try and bring my 
my smart hat. I've got my flat cap on, so that makes me more mature. I've got my flat cap on as we're doing this podcast, so you can hear the maturity in my voice. Um, so yeah, so I've got that meeting with the BBC. Well, I've got um radio show with BBC. I'm going to meet the BBC later on in next week as well. Um, new Comedian of the Year semi-final on Wednesday, so... And the 291 cover Friday, so it's going to be a packed week, man. Flipping packed. Um, but we'll see. We'll see how it goes. I guess. Maybe. It should be fun. Um, not did the podcast this morning and yesterday. Did one with Good Vibes yesterday. Did one with uh, Cassandra from Comedy AM. So shout out Olive from Good Vibes and shout out to Cassandra from Comedy AM. Did that this morning. So it's just been a packed weekend. Uh, but it's been fun. It's been fun. But I do just want to lie down. But I've got to head back into London later. But do you know what? I can't complain. Why? Because I haven't been decapitated or had my balls cut off. What? Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Brazilian footballer has been found dead in a bush, almost beheaded with his genitals cut off, according to reports. That is wild. I told my girlfriend about that. And the first thing she said is, did he try to sleep with someone's wife? Bingo. Not just try to sleep with. Guy. Attempted to rape someone's wife. Now, this is the mad thing about justice in the world, isn't it? It's like, in the world, you know, you can't, I guess you can't just go around killing people, but you kind of can. Like, I think those those are one of the exemptions. That one of those situations where you can be exempt from, uh, from you know, the real legal due process. Now, you've killed a guy, so how do you plead guilty? Why did you kill him? Because he tried to rape my wife. Uh, no, that seems fair enough. Is there any witnesses? Yeah, there's everyone at the party. Um, they, they were witness to to what was being attempted. All right, well, um, jury, you can all go home. I don't need you here. In my years of judging, I assess that you not guilty. So, cheers, mate. Uh, let's find a story. Yeah, Sao Paulo... Yeah, I did what any man would do. Sao Paulo footballer star Daniel Correa Freitas killed killer acted after he found midfielder trying to rape his wife wild. The businessman who killed Brazilian footballer Daniel Correa Freitas says he did so after finding the midfielder in his underwear trying to rape his wife. Um, yeah, the Sao Paulo star's body was discovered in Sao José do Pinhas, um, a city in Brazil's southern state of Parana with his genitals cut off and almost decapitated. And there are pictures circulating with this guy in the woods, absolutely mutilated. Um, and I like it just, it just begs the question. Um, who's going to replace him in centre midfield for Sao Paulo? That's, that's the big question, really. <laughs> I mean, I know if I was a Sao Paulo fan, that's what would be on my mind. That'd be what the priority in my life would be. How do you replace him in centre midfield? Um, but what else has happened this week? Right, yeah, I saw some weird Facebook story about some guy who um, whose son basically he just lets him dress how he wants, and his son like wore nail polish. Kid's only five. And um, he was basically sent his kid to school with the nail polish on, told him it was all cool, it was great. Um, then the kid got bullied at school, 
and the way the story's written is like the world is terrible for not letting the kid be different but I mean you gotta teach kids if you want to be different you gotta face all the the backlash of being different I mean where now varnish is purely a choice it's not like he's being bullied for his race or his his gender he, he's wearing he's making a fashion statement that everyone thinks is a bit shit kids just get bullied for wearing shit trainers when I was at school I'm like this this kid ah oh, you're right I know you wanted me on that's why you stayed in the fat no yeah no I didn't as soon as you heard something, you wanted me on. Hi! <laughs> I, didn't, I, didn't, I don't not want you on. I will need you on that shit at some point. I knew it. Well, yeah, this is... Yeah, so... What was I talking about? Yeah, this kid, this guy's... Um, what's called Daddy Files. It's on, uh, on Facebook. Yeah, so he, <laughs> he starts out with, This is my son, Sam. He's five. And today he learned how shitty and harmful... Toxic masculinity is. Um, it, it's not toxic masculinity to not want to wear nail varnish or nail polish. Polish, varnish, polish, same thing. I'm not saying boys shouldn't wear it, but I mean, it's not like we should. Um, yeah, he, he, he just—he's a kid who likes do a variety of things. So that's fine. Um, don't begrudge the child for that. Wants to wear nail polish. Um, I don't. Do we send little girls to school with nail polish on? This is where I think it's just like it's over the top. So it's not like he's trying to do things that he wants to do, and it's what other kids are doing, and he shouldn't be picked on because it's just what children do. It's. I think people find it a bit off key that for little girls wearing nail polish. Or make up to school, so why is it? Why should we pretend it's not strange for a little boy to wear nail polish to school? And I said, if he wants to wear it, that's cool. But you just can't understand if you want, if you're going to actually opt into being different, then you might get you might get treated differently by other kids. But I. Don't know. I mean, where is the line drawn, really? What's that? line drawn my child wants to i don't know punch another child in the face i stopped them from doing that because that's against social boundaries so i'm not comparing where i am comparing wearing nail polish to punching someone in the yeah, face yeah they're, they're not comparable don't. <laughs> don't, don't let children just do what they want to do that is poor parenting right but what if you as a ch- parent didn't have any issue with your kid wearing nail polish what if you don't have an issue with your child punching someone in the face no, it, no, no, no. It, it, it goes against social norms. Little boys don't wear nail polish. But what? What, what is socially acceptable about a little boy wearing nail polish? What's socially unacceptable? It goes against what I would feel is a social norm. Well, he's not hurting anyone. No, he's not hurting anyone. Like punching a child in the face would hurt another child. Yeah, he might also get in trouble for it. However, he might also get in trouble for the nail polish, depending on the uniform policy of the school. Right, so this is my thing. Yeah, because no, the school hasn't the school hasn't been involved in this. That's what I wanted to say. Yeah, it was just talking. It's just this guy trying to make out it's a toxic masculinity thing. And um, I don't think it is toxic masculinity to to not wear nail polish. 
You, you, you're, you're, you've gone now, yeah? Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, what else have I got noted down here? Uh, actually, we, we were we was just discussing this about the white director. Who, um, so, just before I come on the podcast, came across this article about this um, f- film director, theatre director, I think, actually, um, whose name is... There you go, white theatre um, white theatre director who scooped chunk of four hundred thousand pound arts funding meant for people of colour says he classed himself as a born again African, and proclaims he has gone through the struggles of a black man. Um, Anthony Ekondeo Lennon has benefited from taxpayer support. When he started his career, he found it difficult to find roles in the arts. He adopted the identity of a black man and chose a new name out of a book. Um, the theatre director chose an African name and scooped taxpayer funding for ethnic minority arts leaders, despite admitting his parents and grandparents were all white. Um, Anthony Akondeo Lennon has worked on all black productions and last year won a paid traineeship as a theatre practitioner of colour. Born to Irish parents, but naturally darker skinned, Mr. Lennon has called himself a born again African and said in 2012 he had gone through the struggles of a black man. Started his career as an actor, he embraced his chosen black identity and took the middle name from an African book as he felt his given name did not fulfill him anymore, the Sunday Times reported. So, uh, yeah, he, he's even got racial abuse as a child. Um, people assumed he was mixed race, same as his brothers. He even has a school, take, school caretaker calling him the N-word and threatened to attack him with a dog. I mean, I'm actually black and I, I never had any caretakers call me the N-word or threaten me with dogs. But so, whoa, this guy's gone through a mad struggle. But um, my, my view, similar to the one with Rachel Dollars out, is if you're going to opt into being black, you've got to opt into the whole package. And, um, you know, cultural appropriation is one thing, but if you're going to fully do it, yeah, you got to take the good with the bad. She she really went NAACP. This guy's actually working on black productions. I think he spent the money on black theatre productions. So, um, yeah. I mean, if you've got to take the money, <laughs> like spend it properly. But I, I don't know. It's one of those weird things being transracial. Are you allowed to be transracial? Can you just pick race and change? I, I said earlier that if I wasn't black, I probably would try my hardest to be black. I mean, unless I was Chinese, then I'd uh, think I'd just be racist to everyone else if I was just Chinese. <laughs> I don't know why. I just feel like uh, I feel like you can get away with it with Chinese. Because you're not white, so you don't get blamed with all the racism that happens. But, uh, but you're not black, so you, you, you're not as hated. So, um, yeah, I'll just get away for what I could. Let's see. Um, what else is there on here? Uh, ah, that's what I'm going to talk about. So, obviously, living with a lady, you end up watching TV programs that you wouldn't usually get exposed to. Um, TLC, which I still think stands for the Lady Channel. I was watching 90 Day Fiance. 
um, which is just a fantastic program. Um, and I think, no, you can correct me if I'm wrong. Night Day Fiance is people already they've met online and stuff. They're dating, and then one of them's come to America, and they've got ninety days to decide whether to get married because that's how long. You've got to, yeah. you got to sneeze on the podcast again. They, they usually go to the other country rather than the, that one coming to America. Right. Um, and, yeah, they have about 90 days to decide. Right. Whether they're going to get married. I see. And, uh, yeah, so one of them... So did you carry on watching the episode that you fell asleep watching? Mm-hmm. So you saw, so you saw the old... The, the African guy called, called the American lady, his elder... Yeah, oh, and then I saw the reunion show. Oh, I didn't see... I need to watch the reunion, but I haven't watched that yet. But oh, then... Mad. Did you see the end where she had no money in the bank account? No. Well, he, <laughs> did he just fully rob her? It wasn't end? him. It wasn't him? No. Oh, that's out of order. Yeah, but he got she, blamed. She accused him, but they found out it wasn't uh, him. I mean, you would. <laughs> I mean, you would. But no, it was... Uh, where is he from? Nigeria. He was Nigerian. So I'm not sure what the age gap was, but... The presenter was asking, but does he respect her? And he goes, yes, as my elder, I respect her. And she flipped and lost it. Going, what do you mean? I'm your elder. It's like, why not as your fiance? And he was just like, oh, come on. I say things sometimes without thinking. <laughs> she was so upset. But my favourite one, do you see the English guy? I've seen them all. Yeah, so the English guy of the American woman. Yeah. And um, the... So he seemed he seemed really nice and stuff. Like he seemed this really cool guy who's got with a woman who was pregnant and he's yeah. just taken the child as his own. And he's like, oh, what a guy, what a legend. Yeah. And he said, oh, so you've got a criminal record for for violence. And so do you think he's left his violent past behind? And, and I thought, right, <laughs> this, and I thought this is such an easy thing to answer. Like, and when he's and she's like, um, and they <laughs> they deferred it to him. And when he started answering, I thought, right. He's gonna answer it in the way he goes. You know, um, I'm I'm not I'm not ashamed of my past. Uh, I'm from I'm from a, a violent town, uh, um, you know, and, and those things happened. But do you know what? I'm a real man. I'm a real man. And and if it's time for a fight, I'll have a fight. No, I will. I'll fight anyone. I'll have a fight, and that's what will happen. Real men have fights. <laughs> And then it's like the awkward silence in the studio of everyone looking at each other. And the host kind of looking at the woman as they say, uh, all right. And the woman kind of looking at the host and go, yeah. <laughs> he, yeah, I know. It just cracked me up. And then he, then he just then went all kind of odd and weird. Like he just couldn't calm himself down. It's like, slightly strange. Like you've exposed by rage. They got married though. Did they get married? Yeah. And they have yeah. to wait three years to be together. Yeah. Because he can't go to Because of his criminal record. And she can't go to the UK because she's got joint custody of her oldest daughter. Uh, right, I see. So, what she needs to do is invite the violent dude from the U- UK to the US to kill the husband, the ex, like the father and of her eldest. To the US. Not at all, not on holiday. Not go come Disneyland for no, two weeks. No, he tried to visit and they said no. Is America that strict with criminals? Yeah, you have to get an Esther, like a visa. Oh, and if you have a criminal record, that's when the Esther just gets well, kicked to it touch. Well, it depends on what your your crime was, but violent crime is, is a no. Oh, all right, see. Well, yeah, fair enough. Um, <laughs> right, I'll show you what else there is on 
pod to talk about. How long have we been recording for? 23 minutes. Okay, get to Dear Deirdre and then I'll be done. Uh, what is these guys? Oh, what's the Dear Deirdre going to be? Joining in? Yeah. Cool. I know you wanted me on. Your foot's dirty. Oh my god. <laughs> Uh, Showered, rude. Right. Oh dear. Uh, right. Here we go. Here's, here's a mad one. I'm going to pick the relationship ones because you know you're a woman. I'm a man. We're in a relationship. So here it goes. Swipe right. I made a fake Tinder account okay. to message my wife, and found out she was up for sex with a stranger. Uh, dear Deirdre, without my wife knowing, I found out she has a Tinder account. Um, I made a fake account and messaged her. She was up for meeting and having sex with someone she thought was a stranger. Um, I'm 30, she's 27, and our kids are 6 and 4. Uh, I, ha- I have had a lot on my mind um, these last few months, and I admit I get stressed and moody. I have refused sex on occasions, and then all hell breaks loose. She's been saying she will find someone else, as she has nothing to lose. Um, she still doesn't know if she doesn't know it was me on Tinder, uh, but she has tried to kick me out and the kids get upset at her shouting, which upsets me. When I try to sit down and talk to sort things out, she never wants to listen. She just makes out everything is my fault. I don't know if this marriage is a no go. So. I don't know what the dilemma is. Well. So you want to know what he should do? Yeah. Well, I mean, if somebody's not listening to you, you could really, you know, make it serious and say, I know you've said you've got nothing to lose. I feel I've got something to lose. We really need to talk. Yeah. If she's refusing to listen to you, you could really go down the route of saying, look, I feel like we need a mediator. I really want to talk things through. Even if our relationship doesn't work, we've got children together. We need to communicate. How about counselling? Yeah. If she really isn't listening, she don't want to marry. She won't be married to you anymore. And so it's time to let it go. So he shouldn't just get on Tinder and bang someone else. No. What? That is stupid. Well, that's what she's doing. Sorry, are we doing an eye for an eye nowadays? I'm sorry, this ain't me. This. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I forgot. I forgot about that. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, it's wild. Yeah, I'm surprised he's not even bringing up that. How'd he even come back from that, though? Yeah, like, I, it's all I weird. made a fake account, and then I, she's going to say, was your account really fake, or did you just... And you go, yeah, because my name's Dave, and I've and you will have bad Greg. I'm Greg. I just stole Greg's photos. <laughs> Whereas this is actually your profile. So... He sounds, like, insecure, like he needs to work on himself, and if... If he's aware that he's made the marriage stressful over the last few months, maybe give her a little bit of space and work on yourself for a bit. Yeah, I think um, I don't know. I don't mind it. Don't just split because he clearly thought she was cheating. Well, then he's then he's got then he's got evidence that she more or less is if she's on Tinder. Yeah. So it's just like that. Isn't that your cue to go right? I'm done. Um, it's if... a marriage, Darren. It's yeah. Marriage. I don't think you just are done. Hmm. Sure. Right, next one. 
It can only see straight. After 20 years, my son still won't accept I'm in a lesbian relationship. Uh, dear Deirdre, my son refused to accept I'm in a lesbian relationship and still blames my partner for the breakup of the family. I was married for 16 years and our lives revolved around family and church. Uh, I held strong views on same-sex relationships, so falling in love with my colleague was a shock. She was divorced with kids the same age as mine, 13 and 11. Wow, so yeah, I've got a stepmom. Oh, what, your dad be married? No, my mum did. Um, we fought our feelings <laughs> for two years. Yeah, we fought our feelings for two years, but finally moved in together. The fallout was massive. That was 20 years ago. I am now 56. Our kids are grown up and we both have grandchildren, but my son refuses to visit or let his children come. Uh, he hates my partner and says he will never change his mind. I split birthdays, Christmas and family holidays between everyone and it's exhausting. So, question, would you accept your mum being a lesbian? Look, I'm going to stay out of this one, you know. <laughs> I'm actually not involved right now. Sorry. I can't. I'm a teacher. I'm a public figure. Fair. Alright. Um, I, I, I just wouldn't care if my mum was a lesbian. I mean, as I said before, once I left her, you know, lady bits, what she did with them after is none of my business, really, is it? Well, I had my 40-week tenancy in there, in the womb. You uh, wouldn't care. And then once I left, lesbian. as long as she's happy. What? Well, well, Look, yeah, just calm. Yeah, well, you don't have to get involved. <laughs> but, <laughs> but no, I, I, I wouldn't care. As long as, really? uh, as long as I knew... Wouldn't you care if you just changed sexuality? Like, you've had three kids and now you're a lesbian. It's a bit odd. I mean, I guess I'd be happy no one's banging my mum. Well, someone would be banging nah, your mum. Nah, because they're lesbians, so they'll just be rubbing and, and I'm scissoring. I'm not involved. Sorry. Scissoring. Stop it. No, Darren, I'm not involved. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next one. Uh, did it... Let's find one that's not... Yeah. Sex. No, I don't mind sex. Just heterosexual. What? Okay. What is this? Right, I finally found my dream girl. And we've had months of bliss. Then her mum told her we'd had sex. So why do these things start like it's just not his fault? Like, oh, it's just really unfortunate that I had sex with her mum as well. Um, I, had, I had a fabulous sex with a beautiful girl I know from school. It wasn't just sex, it was real love and was followed by two months of bliss. Then she found out I had had sex with her mum. So I don't, I don't understand how... You must have known this is going to happen, right? I'm 22 and had just finished university. I'm, I'm job hunting, so I'm living back at home. This girl was 21 and was the best looking girl in school. Oh man, 15 year old you must be so happy. We did it. We always used to think about having sex with her in art class. Wait. Um, the mum or the girl? No, this is the girl from, from school. Right. Uh, I used to dream about her when she was in the year below. He said, oh, I knew he was thinking about fingering her. Anyway, I went oh to God, a party. I don't want to be on here anymore. <laughs> 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 anyway, I went to a party one night last month and she was thrilled when I saw she was there. She seemed pleased to see me. We started to chat and it felt like she fancied me too. She was gazing straight into my eyes and kept touching my arm. I was shocked when she whispered, let's go upstairs. 
I wasn't going to say no. The sex was a dream. I knew I was deeply in love. We started dating. I was, it was the happy, and I was the happiest I'd ever been. We went for walks, and we went to see bands. Wow, it sounds like something straight out of Downton Abbey. Um, it was just how I dreamed life could be. Then one night, I drove her back home for the first time. Her house looked familiar. <laughs> But I couldn't think why. She invited me in for a coffee. And there, waiting for her in the hall, was her mum. My heart sank when I saw who it was. I'd met her at parents at my parents' silver wedding barbecue. We chatted and she said she once worked with my mum. She was on her road as her husband was working away. Later that evening, my mum had asked me to drive her friend home because she was over the limit. When we got to her house, she asked me in for coffee. Oh, that dreaded coffee. Uh, she said she said what a good-looking young man I was and seduced me. Oh, he was, he was a victim. He was seduced by an older lady. He was only young. He didn't know what he was thinking. Um, it was fun, but no way did I want a repeat. She must be at least twice my age. Um, she's now told my girlfriend we had an affair and my girlfriend has finished with me. I miss her and want her back. Y- yeah. No. Well, nah. You, you, yeah. I mean, my banter level's high, but you, you can't be um, sleeping with your girlfriend's mum. No. That was before we met each other. Nah, no. it's just... Uh, weird. And wait, if her husband's out of town, that means that she's still probably with the husband. That's you. Yeah. You're the guy your girlfriend's mum cheated on her dad with. Yeah, just no. Yeah, yeah chin up, mate. Um, and next time you want to have sex with an older lady, just ask what her daughters look like first and then see if you, you want that instead. Don't the cock block yourself. Just do it out of the area. Yeah, that's true. But no, but what if he meets the daughter again? It could just be this repeat. That if he, he sleeps with someone outside the area. Wasn't it someone he went to school with? Yeah, but he didn't rec- he didn't know the mum. So he could he could date a girl outside the area and, and still have slept with her mum. <laughs> so he I just guess. he just needs to see pictures first before he sleeps with older women. True, true. Like can I see your kids? That sounds weird though. Yeah. Maybe that maybe that's not the, the chat up line you use. Uh, anyway, uh, that's the end of the podcast. Um, like I said, I'll be gigging on Wednesday at the Leicester Square Theatre, new Comedian of the Year semi-final. Um, so tickets are available for that on the website and also at the 291 Club. If you want discounted tickets for that, um, message me because I can't post the, the link about. And also tickets for the 21st of November raise money for Young Minds charity uh, celebrating 70 years of the NHS so you can get tickets for that as well because it's for a good cause um, unless unless you hate children and you hate people with mental health issues um, yeah but if you if you want to prove you don't then you should buy tickets for that show alright that's the end of the podcast bye say bye bye there you go